I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. I missed that part of the original theme. Well, I didn't have a kazoo with me. Name that tune. Name it. You got it? Only because I watch it with you. It's Nickelodeon's Rugrats, oh, the original. Ch- you're cheating. <laughs> okay, like, am I really supposed to pretend like we didn't just watch that? <laughs> I don't know. You could have played along. Um, everybody, <laughs> the one million listeners that uh, are tuned in right this moment uh, are, they probably all knew too, huh? Because they, <laughs> they looked. hopefully you read the episode title before yeah you just came into it so i don't feel like it's just me phoning it in here like (laughs) (laughs) well somewhere someone was surprised by it and thought huh that sounded familiar oh yeah spotify on shuffle yeah yeah, throwing things at them they were like is the rugrats on spotify (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) touche Uh, all right, we're getting weird this week. We are. Thank yeah. you for that. We just thought it'd be a fun week. Plus, we've been, you know, recording every week, and it seemed like this would be, we could create content and have some time off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this one seemed like a slam dunk. Plus, it uh, really, I think what happened was we saw a trailer for a revival of The Rugrats coming to Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Of course, Viacom, which owns Paramount, uh, CBS All Access just became Paramount Plus. Uh, Nickelodeon is one of their intellectual properties. It's one of their networks. So Nickelodeon's uh, library or a chunk of it or maybe all of it's coming is on Paramount Plus now. So they're going to be doing a revival of the Rugrats 2021, uh, all 3D digi- digified, which you could find the trailer on YouTube it's coming to the app late spring is what we read. Uh, I feel really weird about it. I don't know that I like the look of that at all. Well, you and I discussed this before recording, but like, why does everything that's a cartoon have to be 3D now? Like the original cartoons were beautiful. They were works of art. Now it's just like, oh, so we're just throwing stuff in a computer and then doing some voices, huh? Is that is that what we're doing? Making this cheaper, automating it away? And I think it, and my understanding always has been, and maybe you know, but my, for sure, but my understanding has been that ultimately uh, digital cartoons mm-hmm. are cheaper to produce yeah, than, yeah, than hand-drawn cartoons. Oh, yeah. But, you know, this is a legacy cartoon, too, so I, I don't know. I guess th- they... They always present it like, hey, uh, congrats, everybody. Like, like, oh, you're welcome, everybody. Now we're doing it digital. So now it's like it's a modern cartoon. It's with the times. One did not need to replace the other. I don't mind that we, you know, we make these digital cartoons now. It's a new medium. It's new technology. They could do things with it that they couldn't do before. But it's not necessarily to our benefit to have it, you know, 3D digified. (laughs) And Chucky just looked so hideous. (laughs) That's really what got me is he and Angelica looked just so ugly. 
Well, and I don't feel like they did the proper scaling on Angelica. No. So she just didn't look like the mean older kid that she is. Yeah. Like that there's such a an age disparity that that is kind of, you know, in her being an only child, that those are the things that make her kind of the evil child. Um. So, yeah, just, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Yeah, I didn't get it. Anyway, it's coming. We'll, uh, maybe we'll see, decide later if we are going to treat it as a pilot and, and come back to it, depending on <laughs> probably the response to this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> so uh, the pilot episode of The Rugrats titled Tommy's First Birthday. Which uh, came out in 1991. One, 1991. It was one. Uh, indeed, as was I. Were you okay? What I thought you were two. For some reason, I thought you were an 89 child. October. I was born in uh, October, 89. So you get two months. Yeah, you get two months of the year, and then for most of the year. I forget that and assume that you're, like, just so much older yeah. than I am all the time. I give you way <laughs> too much credit. <laughs> yeah, no, I spend uh, 10 months out of the year with the last number in that year being the same number as my age, basically. So mm-hmm. when the ni- in 99, I was nine. You, As you know, it's easy to do yeah, that math. I was Except 90. on leap years <laughs> yeah. where there's the extra month. <laughs> there's an extra month on leap years? See, you're... Listen to me, I'm older than you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the description that Paramount Plus gives us on this here pilot of The Rugrats. Yep. During Tommy's first birthday party, his friends decide they want to be dogs. Yeah, that's pretty apt. Yep. I think that was pretty appropriate. I think that was a surprisingly detailed single sentence description (laughs) of what this episode is about. I mean, it is a very simple premise. Totally. So we we, uh, made fun of HBO... Last week in their um, lame descriptions. Yeah, for Sex in the City, where apparently they all just wanted to have... Sex like a man! Um, so, I don't know, maybe this is good. I don't know if Paramount Pluses are any better or if this is just so simple you couldn't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, I guess as we do more Paramount Plus ones, we'll start having a, more of a feel for whether or not they suck. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, all right. What is the genre? What's your takeaway of the genre from this year pilot episode? Uh, it's chi- a child cartoon with parent humor ad- incorporated to keep it interesting for the adults. I have kids cartoon about the world from the perspective of babies. Yeah, no, that's apt. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I always has I always have found it noteworthy that the parents have a lot of screen time, mm-hmm. a lot of dialogue. Oh yeah, a lot of little things in there. Always child appropriate, but oh, yeah. clearly things that target. Adults. The parents that are yeah. watching this with their kids. Like, thank goodness, because modern stuff is not so much that way. Mm. Like, I don't know why they decided that they didn't want to include the parents on this, but it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Newer stuff is so hard to watch. Uh, wah, wah, wubsy, I feel like, is now more pushed towards kids of that age. And, like, all I know about it is the name and that there's no conflict in it. Oh. They're just always friends. There's never a problem because, you know, kids can't handle that. I guess. Is that so? Is what we're doing. I remember going to Toys R Us <laughs> with my mom and some period of time where Star Wars movies were coming out and I wanted yeah. some lightsabers. Oh, I think yeah. I was a teenager, so I was embarrassed to say, look, I want lightsabers. <laughs> and honestly, then my buddies would come over and we would like wail on each other with those things. So there was a lot of, there was, those went to older ages and younger ages. But yeah. I remember walking in saying, oh yeah, we got to have a red one. And let's, I never had a blue one before. Uh, I had a green one, but yeah, let's. Oh, this is so cool. Now we have this nice variety. Yeah. And then they got better over the years because uh, they used to just be like three cones and it was just white. They were like, and it was on a flashlight 
and you would whack somebody with it one time and then it would be wrapping around because it was already compromised. So the plastic got better over the years. And I remember we were at <laughs> Toys R Us and my mom was asking somebody for like, well, where's the variety? And they said, well, we're out of the blue and green, uh, but we have the red and it's because kids don't want the red because they don't want to be the bad guy. And I remember <laughs> thinking, what a bunch of wimps. <laughs> I mean, I was a teenager, but I was, you know, a kid a couple of years before that. And I was thinking, I was like 13. And I was thinking, uh, okay, like Terminator was my favorite movie when I was, by the time I was three years old, that was my favorite movie. So it was like, you always wanted to take turns being the bad guy and the good guy. <laughs> See, I liked Terminator 2 better because, uh, you know, Arnold wasn't the bad guy anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Terminator 2 was my favorite movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Terminator 1 was scary. So Yeah, we, right? Yeah. Terminator, <laughs> by Terminator 2, by the time I was making memories, the, the VHS box had already been basically destroyed from the amount of times I had watched that movie. <laughs> and we didn't own the first one because the second one's an action movie. It's yeah. fun and exciting. Uh, and the first one is a horror movie. <laughs> is it actually, or is that just your No, it's a slasher movie. It's it? it's terror. Because they had a much smaller budget for that one. Interesting. Yeah, so so the genre of those movies does change dramatically between the first and the second. Um, and my grandma owned the first, so I'd borrow it from her house, mm -hmm. and I'd watch that one, and, and that one I'd be like, oh, this one is so scary. Arnold's a bad guy. Yeah. My point was just that, I don't remember struggling to deal with conflict so much mm -hmm. as a child as they want to suggest, I guess, today. Yeah. And I'm not really sure. It's kind of a weird deal to, th to think at all that, I mean, who else would create content for kids than adults? But um, yeah, adults making shows for, like, how do you guys know what kids like? <laughs> you know what kids like? No, it's what kids should like. That's the problem. Right. Kids should like this. We've decided kids exactly. Like Cat dog, angry beavers. Those are some of the classics. You know, I have to say, I found it interesting while we were watching this that you have a hard time with cartoons where the cartoon characters are ugly because everyone in this is so fugly. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Okay. Like maybe I'm changing my mind on whether or not you'd like Rick and Morty. It's so smart and so amusing. You might get past the ugliness if you can watch this. This was, I watched this since I was a child, though. I didn't know everybody was that hard to look at. <laughs> so now it's just having like an intellectual awareness. Of I didn't sit here. We haven't done a review yet. I didn't sit here and think, oh, wasn't this charming? I just loved this so much. Oh, well. We're going to get into that. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So for our purposes, we pass the genre. Oh, of course. Okay. Moving on to characters then. So we are introduced to basically the whole family in the first little bit after our introduction. Do we care? Can to I mention the? Yeah, I want to talk about the introduction. For one thing, it's classic, and I felt like the um, production values of it. I don't know anything about making cartoons, about being a cartoonist. But uh, if oh. that was not a, uh, if it was like actually on camera, they had some interesting camera angles, some mm -hmm. really interesting camera movements. It's basically the kids running around Dee Dee and Stu's house destroying things, which oh, is yeah. how this might go if Dee Dee, you know, if kids were left to their own uh, to fend for themselves. And then Dee Dee and Stu arrive at the house. Yeah. Obviously, it's just an introduction where we're showing, here's the kids, here's the parents, here's the kids making trouble when the parents aren't looking. Where were they at? They're latchkey kids. <laughs> and they're babysitting. They're babysitting the DeVille twins. They're babysitting Angelica. They're babysitting Chucky. And then they just bounce and then get back at the house the same time later. Yeah. I never noticed that before. Yeah. Thought no, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, very noteworthy. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. That shit won't fly now. You get to child services called on you so fast. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not even a parent and I am like horrified at the idea of having a kid and then just people assuming that you're doing something horrible at all times. I was clumsy as a kid. <laughs> I'm sure that surprises you a lot. So as I had, a kid. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. Uh, I started clumsy. Just say it like that. I started clumsy. I was clumsy as a kid too. <laughs> also, I'm still clumsy, but I was clumsy as a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had bruises all the time. Just, I was clumsy. You and fall down a lot. My mom, <laughs> exactly. And my mom felt like she had to really defend, like, no, no, no. Like, she, she falls just, down she a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't me. She she was really worried people were going to call child services, you know? <laughs> uh, I was a karate kid. And yeah. after a test, a belt test, where I think we got our mm, brown belt. So we were getting up there. Yeah. And we were, you know, older teenagers in high school. Uh, and Angela Taylor, I remember, saying two days later back in class after a test that uh, she said she got called into the office to talk to a counselor or something where they said, hey, there's been mention, we've noticed uh, that, I mean, we've noticed and there has been other mention that you have a lot of bruises and we're just making sure that everything's fine. <laughs> like, I mean, no, I just yeah. had a belt test two weeks ago. Yeah. And a bunch of people were kicking the shit out of me while I was exhausted. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, for some reason, that's okay then. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's interesting. All right. So uh, intro happens. Then we meet Dee Dee and Stu. They're changing Tommy's diaper. And they are dressing him in not the outfit that we've known him to be in for the entire length run of the show, yeah, which is the blue t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And the diaper. Uh, he's wearing a red shirt and overalls. <laughs> I remember watching this as a kid now and then thinking that's weird that he's dressed different. Not knowing, So I've seen this before. I don't mm-hmm. remember it. But uh, n- thinking it's odd that he is not dressed like Tommy, I guess, just because it's his birthday because it's an event. Yeah. Iconic Tommy is powder blue T-shirt and then the diaper for mm-hmm. like, he's never wearing pants. Right. Yeah. Noteworthy. Noteworthy. Indeed. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Um, no, I, th- I think that's, so then we, I guess, kind of get an idea of who Stu is. He's a toy inventor who is working on the Hoverama. Yeah? That's yeah, name? I think okay. so. And he's a total spaz. He really is. Yeah. He's probably not necessarily, mm, not like he's a bad dad, but certainly not the world's most like observant father. Oh yeah. None of these parents are. Pretty sidetracked with his own ideas. Just blabbering about. Hoverama, Pickles Toys, and on and on it goes. Absolutely. Uh, so they, you know, we move into the next scene, which is in the next room. We meet Grandpa, mm-hmm. who I think for all of us kids who watched this growing up, mm-hmm. uh, Grandpa was just sort of a beloved character. Absolutely. Sort of everybody's favorite, everybody's grandpa. Just He's sort of the grandpa everybody, you know, felt like they wanted to have. Absolutely. He's more involved with the kids than the parents are. He's the one who notices Tommy going for the dog, dog food. food. Spike. Spike's bowl. Spike's bowl. So they're trying to feed Tommy. Um, Stu, mind you, these guys have only been parents for a year. Dee Dee and Stu have only been parents for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not naturals at it. No. Uh, they're trying to feed him. She needs. She does, She has to look at the Lipschitz book on child raising. 
uh, <laughs> who I remember that name and I remember the character. I mean, I remember that the character comes into it later. He's a very Dr. Freud kind of guy, I see. Oh, really? Yeah, I vaguely remember him, so I'll have to look it up afterward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's looking at the Lipschitz book on how to raise your child uh, and how to, you know, pretend the uh, it's a rocket ship or a, a flying saucer or whatever. Yeah, it's very by the book. Yeah, uh, docking in Tommy's mouth, and he's not interested in his baby food. Uh, he is cued to a commercial on the TV in the kitchen, which is funny to have this little in-story, in-universe cartoon for, I forget what the, did you catch what the uh, product, uh, the brand was called? No, I did not. It was like, yeah, forget it. It was McCuskey's or something. I don't, I didn't catch it either. Um but there's this this hideously ugly cartoon dog with eyeballs, both two eyeballs on the same side of his head, <laughs> <laughs> like running in the country. He gets to the guy's cabin. Yeah. So it's a, uh, I don't know. It was a funny play on old commercials too, obviously. Uh, and then he's looking at that saying, oh, and they said, so good. Something like so good that you'll wish you were a dog too, uh, so that you could enjoy McCluskey's dog food. Sees Spike eating his dog food and then decides, okay, that's where it's at. I don't want this baby food no more. I want some dog food. Yeah, he gets it into his head that if he eats dog food, he will turn into a dog. Um, and he's got like, all where. of the other kids sold on it. So <laughs> everyone's accumulating there, gathering there for the birthday. We get um, a huge list of people. We got Howard and Betty who bring over Phil and Lil, the twins. And they bring Chucky, who they are just babysitting, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get Angelica, who is being brought over by Drew, who is Stu's older brother. And then later you get um, Dee Dee's parents shuffle in, and I didn't catch their names. But. I don't think they said them. Uh, it's yeah. funny that I, I re- always remembered this because I remembered that they would have like the Christmas special for the Rugrats. Yeah. And then they would have the Hanukkah special or the Passover special because mm-hmm. Dee Dee's Jewish and her parents are very, very Jewish. Jewish from the That's old all I've country. Got for them. And, yeah, they <laughs> Obviously make <borscht>. Jewish. <laughs> and they call the baby Booble and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd forgotten. Uh, and I actually I hadn't forgotten. I always remembered that. I always thought that was a noteworthy thing about this show. Yeah. That you know uh, how Drew and and their family are you know presumably Christian or at the very least celebrate Christmas, and that their family is Jewish, and they use that as an opportunity to provide a lot of uh, episodes that get into both. That um, you didn't have other shows showing you that or teaching you that because I remember they had point. like the Passover episode. Where Chucky's plays Moses or something. <laughs> like some of the classic, some classic episodes came out of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned Drew and Angelica show up, right? Mm-hmm. After uh, the DeVilles, the twins, and Chucky. Yeah. Uh, Drew shows up with Angelica in the car saying, yeah, I guess uh, Stu got the best puppet show in the whole world over and Angelica is just such a sweet, nice little girl, and she's <laughs> reaching over for Tommy's gift because she's going to want to steal his toys or whatever. They get to the house before she can reach it. Uh, she keeps playing nice with everybody. Then all the kids are finally together for the first time. Yeah. So at first, Tommy, and they play it. It's funny that they uh, when the kids are first dropped in their their pin area, that they always put them in that kind of iconic. Uh, Baby gate. Yeah. yeah, what do you call that? It's like a... Um, it's like an accordion mm-hmm, yeah. type of baby gate. Absolutely. And uh, so all the kids, I thought it was funny that when they're first together and Tommy said, okay, listen, guys, 
It's the first time we hear them talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like they have their own little secret baby language that they're they're going for their plan. Yeah. Boom, the parents come back and we're pl- we're playing baby again. We're Absolutely. pretending that we don't have our own little baby language and our own little devious schemes that we're working on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um I forgot how adorable I found Lil when she's saying, I want to play in the flowers like Spike yeah. and poop in the lawn. Yeah, they're kind of adorable for sure. Yeah. But for Phil and Lil, I put Trouble by Two Names. Because <laughs> they're kind of the opposite extremes of whatever thing and they argue it. Yeah. But it's always an extreme and it usually gets them into Like, I want fleas. No, I want... You should do higher. No, you should do lower. Right. <laughs> it's just like, oh, goodness. Let's make some trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then they say, oh, well, we're just missing one kid. Angelica's coming over. And then you go to all the babies. <laughs> Angelica, no. no. <laughs> so she's been terrorizing them their entire lives at this point. <laughs> yeah. So Angelica shows up, playing sweet with everybody again. Stu gives her kids on the cheek. She's just such a nice, cute little girl. And they throw in with the babies. And immediately, listen, Finster. No, I'm sorry, not Finster. Listen, uh, Pickles. She's a Pickles, too. Yeah. Uh, but she starts threatening Tommy immediately with, I get first dibs on all the toys. I know it's your birthday, little punk. <laughs> and they go right after it. Yeah. I don't know where the inspiration came from for Angelica exactly, mm-hmm. but I had a friend when I was really little, neighborhood kid, a Tori. And Tori would, she reminded me of Angelica. She always reminded me of Angelica because she always wanted to get me in trouble. She would do stuff that always got me in trouble. I was a nice <laughs> kid. Otherwise, I'd never got in trouble. It's like, yeah, here, oh, yeah. cut the cord on this. And I was like, okay, cool. We're playing with scissors. Yeah, that sounds good. Then my mom comes in saying, what happened here? It's like, I don't know, we just cut the cord on it. Tori thought it would be a good idea. I thought it was interesting, so we did it. <laughs> and then she would lie. And she would always just lie. Her instinct on everything was to lie. Apparently, yeah. the first time I met her, I was in a swing set and she shoved me off of it and I knocked my head on the ground her mom was like i don't know they'll probably be fine (laughs) yeah that's pretty typical (laughs) my mom was like i think i need to get him out of here he's gonna get killed (laughs) he's an only child he's not used to siblings beating him up that is pretty uh, par for the course if you have siblings though like we beat the hell out of each other and threw horseshit at each other I mean, that was the more charming part of our childhood. There were times, uh, you know the thing that you hang your clothes on? It's like a dowel or whatnot. Yeah. Ours wasn't screwed in, so when my parents were at home, we'd take all the clothes off of it and take it off and chase each other around the house with it. And if we <laughs> caught each other, you better believe that we gave each other a decent knocking. So just saying, <laughs> siblings were hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Violent. Maybe why uh, Paula, Victoria's mom, mm-hmm. uh, or Tori's mom, uh, Looked at that and thought, look, they're kids. Yeah. They're messing around. No big deal. And I was a lonely only, and my mom was highly overprotective. So probably she was saying, no, I got to get him out of here. Yeah, I mean, that's He's a wimp. He hasn't been trained to get the shit beat <laughs> out of him yet. And Tori's brother, who ended up being like a good guy and a nice kid and all that, uh, in his younger years, Wyan, that was his name. <laughs> Wyan. He was always trying to make explosives. Like he was a science nerd and he was oh. always trying to make, ah, then I just need white, white pepper and then white pepper. And then I will be able to make this explosive. And I thought, these guys are nuts. Yeah, he sounds like Sid from Toy Story, a little demon child. Oh, later in his life, he owned a cookie store. Like he's, <laughs> he's He really a, mellowed out. Yeah, a, right. I thought, I remember looking at him thinking, oh, I was really concerned that you were going to be a murderer. <laughs> Like, at an age before I really knew what that was, I would look at that, that kid and think, you are, mm, nope. I'm telling you, You scare the shit out of me. 
<laughs> Toy Story, Sid. You had like the most hellish kids for neighbors. Oh, yeah. It sounds like Angelica and Sid. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the party is now in session. Yeah. Uh, Dee Dee gives me a line here that I enjoyed, which was, my future as a mother depends on this party, and this party depends on the puppet show. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody cares, Dee Dee. Like, nobody cares. So you're basically getting together with a barbecue, and you are the overbearing one who needs the party to go perfectly. Like, everybody was just fine hanging out. I hate to say it. Like, I'm going to quote my grandpa here. It's just so true to life. <laughs> like, the mom's obsessing over the party. Yes. The part that nobody cares about, but it has to be perfect. Like, that's so my mom. I love my mom, and that is so my mom. It's like... You know, we were all having fun. You you can have fun, too. It's not too late. <laughs> My dad said about a barbecue that we had once with his uh, with his employees. He said, oh, yeah, that was good. He said it was awesome. Everybody had fun. Except your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They're just and he just kind of shrugged it off. But like, what are you going to do? <laughs> they you know. knew she wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, moms. <laughs> Well, she would go through all this this enormous effort to make dinner, you know, make food, clean up, and uh, he'd just be out there making margaritas and hanging out, mm, and which kind of begged the question: Isn't that what we came to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just throw some things on the barbecue and calm down. Everybody's drunk; nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, the party's now in session, and uh, the kid. Everybody's just sort of suffering through it. Yeah. Uh, what are we missing? The the walk. So the uh, Stu's present is a flop. Um, the hoverama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's a pretty great line. I it's the only quote I wrote down, and I I, I had to paraphrase it because I I took too long to write it down. Which was, you really think that'll captivate a child's attention? Where are the batteries? And then Stu's having his present being opened, the hoverama, and he's like. Oh, I forgot the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> it was stimulate a child's imagination. Stimulate. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I remember thinking stimulate a child's imagination was a funny piece of dialogue to put in a kid's show. Absolutely. Yeah, and then the batteries, you're correct. Oh, I forgot the batteries. Yeah, it was hilarious. So, <laughs> you know, a cute little parent humor, I guess, in there. Um, then we move on to, like, the guys are doing the puppet show. So the brothers are having their conflict, which is totally the B story. Yeah, it is a B story. I'm glad you said that. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, we probably need to include the audience here that the UPS guy or just the delivery guy shows up with the puppet stage mm-hmm. and, and the, puppets. the puppets. And there are no puppeteers. They did not book a puppet show. They booked the stuff for a puppet show. And now we'll need to put on a puppet show. Which, like, of all of the things to be missing, I think that's probably the one, right? Like, parents can probably put that on. Although, yeah. being bothered by that at a child's party, like, it'd really be nice to have that taken care of, wouldn't it? Uh, you know what would have been <laughs> nice? If I was a participant in this party, mm-hmm. um, no puppet show at all. <laughs> I feel like that's how certainly all the men felt at that party. <laughs> Definitely Betty. No, Howard was into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Howard, You're right. Howard was, Betty was, was one of the fellas. Yeah, absolutely. But he's always a tough guy. I forgot what a uh, little nerd how he was. Yeah, they really have a, a gender role reversal in that relationship. Yeah, uh, yeah she's the uh, the masculine energy. He's the feminine energy for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember her, write, she writes a book later. Or she starts writing a book. Uh, today, she would have written a blog. But at the time, she's <laughs> writing a book, I think is what it was, and says, all right, what happens if somebody insults your two-year-old? Uh, first, get the guy in a standard headlock. 
So she's like the uh, stereotypical PE teacher. Mom. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. Mm. Uh, okay, so they have to put the puppet show on themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which gives them plenty of distraction to not notice the kids. Right, as the brothers work through some issues because they're putting on Little Red Riding Hood and uh, a bunch of childhood drama comes up. Oh, yeah. They have to hash out. <laughs> and everybody gets absorbed in this. Oh, yeah. Howie, what he says was, I don't know. I thought it was a very spirited performance. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> He's adorable. And um, then they, this gets the kids loose to go eat some dog food finally. Yeah, absolutely. It's I really enjoyed the scene. You know, the Tommy had kind of gone through the door first um, and the other kids hadn't booked it quite yet. And so Spike pushes his way out of the kitchen and they're all talking to Spike like he's Tommy like oh you did it wow quit licking me Tommy quit licking me <laughs> just like oh that's so adorable it's you know it, it feel, again it feels so true to life how little kids are <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be unlike a kid to look at something that's obviously not what they think it is mm-hmm. and misunderstand it and fully believe that you know Tommy literally just transformed into a dog who looks exactly like spike by the way yeah just like right i know that although i mean if you're eating spike's food why would you not look like spike like as good a kid? point <laughs> af <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know so then they're it's the the food was empty so now they're all trying to get to the food on the top shelf there's one one last can of dog la- food. i know right <laughs> So Angelica is hoisting Tommy up on her shoulders. It's just not working. Wait, 25 pounds now? Chucky is apparently the smart one, not just the cowardly one, because he figures out, let's put the batteries in the remote. Let's use this hoverama, you know, and chaos ensues. This is this is how messes are made by children. You want to know because you just happen upon a room where it's disaster. This is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's obviously what they were going for here. right? Yes. Like they were obviously telling the story. You turn your back for one minute, the kids get loose, and everything's destroyed, and you have a giant mess on your hands. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, I just got a puppy, so. (laughs) I know, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Elise and I have been noting that, oh, it's quiet. (laughs) Where's the dog? (laughs) Where's the dog, and what is she destroying or peeing on? Yeah, <laughs> that was you, you posted that recently, and I had to tell Taylor about it. I was like, that's so funny and so true to being a new dog owner. Because you, you cherish this little quiet moment. Like, you're having this quiet moment. You're thinking, ah, oh, I got this puppy that I love. I got this girl that I love. And then you're thinking, but wait a second. She's not here, mm-hmm. which means nobody else is managing the puppy. And the puppy is not, like, licking my toes right now, <laughs> following me around the kitchen. Where is she and what is going wrong? <laughs> In that case, she was eating the banister. Oh, like, no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought and it was pooped. interesting because you just remodeled your house and uh, and then you got a dog. And it was funny. Last time I was over there, you're like, well, it's all still new. And so, you know, you got to you gotta still keep it like it's new. And I'm like, oh, you got a puppy, though. <laughs> Those don't go together. It wasn't lost on me. However, <laughs> the new flooring is puppy proof yeah that's true yeah so brilliant so yeah uh, accidents on the floor no problem uh she's too small for eating the banister to have a great effect yet but i'm seeing where the denting is happening yeah i'm thinking all right that is something i'm willing to fix but there's a the lip of the um bench mm-hmm. where the you know where the table is now yeah i keep seeing her start to lick that and want to go for it and i keep 
Does she have toys to chew on? A thousand of them. Like a literal thousand. <laughs> okay, not literally a thousand. That was an exaggeration. That seems like There a are so <laughs> many of them. Pain point for you right now. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, so many of them. Yeah, I think there's something you can spray on the things in your house so the dog doesn't enjoy the flavor. I think that's the case. I needed a look. I forgot to pick that up when I was at the dog store yesterday. Oh, man, that I'll try to get this through this quick, and then we can get back to, yeah, back to work. Uh, I was at PetSmart yesterday to pick up a couple more things that I had forgotten. I wanted another pillow for in her crate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a vinyl one, so we could clean it up easy. Last night, we had no messes in the crate, which Ooh. shows you she can hold it. Yeah, I mean, it takes a while for them to realize that that's the thing to do. <laughs> right. Uh, which is helpful because now yeah. she has less space for that pat for the pee pad. Mm-hmm. Um, so since she, I think, wants to be able to get off of the pillow and onto the remaining space, she doesn't want to pee in her, you know, flat spot that's not the pillow. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting too specific. I take her to PetSmart. Uh, we were out of food. <laughs> this is like, I feel like Dee Dee here saying I'm the world's worst parent. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the food that the pet store sent us home with. So I needed to get some more food and she yeah. hated that stuff and it was too hard um, yeah so we get some new things and she's getting restless because she's hungry so i have to put her on the pillow and like taco her in the little kids portion of the cart um mm-hmm. and then which was fine for a while then she's getting restless in there so now i'm trying to wrestle her back in and get the other stuff excuse me wrestle her back in and get the other stuff so finally get what we need we're heading out of there i'm getting all agitated too because i it was you know we're between winter and spring and yeah winter and spring so now i'm just too warm for this <laughs> and uh so we're in the car we're leaving i'm at the at the stop light somebody next to me at the stoplight. uh she climbs up onto the center console on the truck and the person next to me must have been on their cell phone while i'm you know petting the puppy because both cars behind us at the same time hit the horn i look up see the light has turned to green i go oh shit you know, there's that knee jerk. Oh, shit. Sorry, I didn't mean to hold this up. Yeah. And accelerate and accelerate kind of too quick. And it was like the Looney Tunes. She was on top of the center console and <laughs> disappears oh. into the back seat. I just started to hear this. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, you were having a rough day today. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Fortunately, I had a bunch of clothes back here that I had to donate. And I look back at her, look back and down like, hey, where'd you go? <laughs> you really disappeared. <laughs> She was just in the pile of clothes looking at me like I was a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Really dropping the ball, bro. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so they're they're using the hoverama to get the food. They finally get the food after destroying... No, they, I'm sorry. Grandpa picks up the food and just feeds the dog after destroying the kitchen. Oh, God, yeah. It was so terrible. Then they finally all get a bite of the food. Realize it's super gross, spit it out, and then think they're turning into dogs. So go run around the living room pretending to be dogs. Yeah. And then the parents look at it as they are all arguing after the party just had a major meltdown uh, and realize the kids are adorable and it is the kids' party and the kids are having a fun time. Yeah. And family's together, friends are together, and everything's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And scene in curtain, Elphine. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So we get, you know, all of our characters, as far as I can remember, for like, you know, aside from Chucky's dad, we get them all in this you episode. You didn't get Cynthia? No, oh. Cynthia's the doll. Cynthia's the Cynthia. doll. Yeah, I was like. Um, 
You'd mentioned Cynthia when we saw the uh, screenshot for the new series coming up. We did not get Angelica's mom. Okay. Yeah, I I never remembered her being a thing. So, because I didn't see the TV show so much as I saw Rugrats the movie. If it didn't, if it wasn't on VHS, I didn't get it. We didn't have cable. I didn't have Nickelodeon. So my exposure to Rugrats was the movie. And if Blockbuster, or no, we went to Hollywood Video. If Hollywood Video had the VHS or DVD of it, then we watched those episodes. But otherwise, we didn't. Charlotte Bickles. She was a very sophisticated attorney type. Oh, She's I always on the cell phone. Her. Career woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had forgotten that. Um, oh, look at animation much later on. Look how much the animation changed. Weird. Yeah. Uh, she was, you know, hot bitch in charge. Occupation CEO of Megacorp. Yeah. Uh, you had Drew Pickles, her husband. I didn't remember this. I mean, I never knew his job. He was a financial banker. Mm. No, an investment banker. Okay. Yeah. So he has the, you know, the boring stable job. Mm-hmm. And Stu has the outlandish job as an inventor. Yeah. And CEO of Pickles Toys. He works in the basement and has a crazy setup of, like, controls and stuff that he runs the it house It felt from. very Rick Moranis, honey, I shrunk the kids, shrunk totally. ourselves. Yeah. Totally. He had a fun piece of dialogue, I thought, when he gets, uh, when Tommy spits some food up on him. He goes, oh, my shirt, my, this is my favorite shirt. I paid $75 for this shirt. It's a Giorgio Laurenti. And Grandpa says, whatever, like, why would somebody spend so much money on a shirt? Yeah. But I thought, there, there's never like a Giorgio Laurenti again, but I thought it was a fun, in-universe thing to establish this designer Giorgio Laurenti. Yeah. And the fact that he has a weird, like no style at all, mm-hmm. and yet a weirdly high expensive taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I felt like that was actually, it felt very out of place to me because it didn't feel like they were high rollers. He's an inventor. But maybe he's much more successful than I realized. No, it made him seem really super irresponsible. Yeah. Seventy five dollars in nineteen ninety one money. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's why the whole thing stood out at me so much that they got specific on the price. Yeah. Which is that part that, you know, I think is supposed to appeal to parents. Yeah. Watching this with their kids, thinking, Oh, he's one of these dumbasses who thinks he needs to have bling bling jeans and a hundred dollar short <laughs> you know, shirt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. So we got all of our characters that you know, our main ones anyways. Right. Did you feel like they were effectively introduced to us? Yes, I'm sorry. You said that already, and I think I got us off track looking up Charlotte Pickles. Charlotte and Chaz are the ones we didn't mm-hmm. see. Correct. Um, I would have liked to have seen them. However, they didn't exist yet, right? Yeah. So we got who we got here. Uh, you had a nice sense of who the family friends are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a nice sense of who all the kids are. You got them immediately in the intro, so you got the collection of kids all coming into the frame together as Stu and Dee Dee find that it's worth their time to show up at the house to... <laughs> To watch these kids. Um, so right off the bat, you pretty much know who everybody is. You got the extended family of Dee Dee's parents. You got Grandpa. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty easy, pretty yeah. by the numbers. I agree. Yeah, and so. everybody had a unique voice mm-hmm, and a absolutely. unique. Uh, and a, they were kind of established. Who not necessarily everybody's careers, but they were all unique and distinct characters in a way that the parents in a kids show wouldn't need to be. So yeah, that's they a good went point. above and beyond with it. That's a very good point. Good. I'm glad I showed up today. 
yeah, no kidding. All right, so that's a pass for the characters. Now moving on to the overarching plot, if we expect one for the series. What do you have? More of the same. Uh, you know, it's a show about the world from the uh, perspective of babies. Yeah. And th- that's a pretty that's a pretty rich uh, landmine to be able to no, know. That's not the right thing. Uh, the pretty rich, uh, what do you say? Like when you go into a coal mine, there's a lot of material to mine from here. It's a treasure trove. Yeah, there you go. So, so the whole world's at your disposal. Yeah. You know, some things will probably be more clever than others. I would think the most clever episodes are going to be the ones that you can really... Re- Isn't that true to life? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I put basically the same, um, that, the, that there will be an A and a B plot going forward and that the kids will almost always be the A and parents will be the B. Um, and that parents will have like a goal or event, but we're experiencing the event through the perspective of the children. Something that brings everybody together. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that was a pass for me and it sounds like for you as well. Heck yeah. I didn't even fill out my purple card. It's like, all right, more of this. Uh, You know, (laughs) I think this is probably a good point to mention what we realized uh, or what we, what I remembered and brought to your attention was that in the future, all the other episodes in the future, so far as it seemed, uh, outside of the pilot, which had one story. Mm Mm-hmm. For 22 and, and minutes. we had an A and a B, but yeah, we had one episode for 22 minutes. In the future, they are two like two different episodes per episode, two different stories per episode, two chapters, let's say per episode. Per episode slot, yeah. yeah. Where they were about 11 minutes long because you have a 22 minute total show, so you had an 11 minute little storyline mm-hmm. uh, that concluded, and then you had another 11 minute storyline that concluded, and that constituted a whole episode. Yeah. Absolutely. So these are, you know, they end up being really short little bites of, you know, a, a moment in the life of a kid. Well, and it's funny because a lot of cartoons were like that. I remember Cartoon Network had, um, I, I can't remember what show it was with it, but there was Cow and Chicken, and then there's another one that takes up the other half of that, you know, oh. time slot. And so, you know, you get 11 minutes of Cow and Chicken, and then you get 11 minutes of something else. Rocco's Modern Life had two, they didn't have a separate set of, characters Mm -hmm. so cow and chicken and then there was a separate slate of characters yeah i can't remember who they were yeah they weren't my side i liked the other the other half was for me cow and chicken was a cartoon network uh cartoon Mm -hmm. that was more crude than nickelodeon cartoons oh yeah and i preferred the less crude nickelodeon cartoons so i would just want to include there while we were on plot that they structured the show differently uh, after this which i'm Probably glad they did because I was surprised to to realize how slow I felt the show was. Yeah. Like the animation was very simple, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was very like the all the background music in the show felt like, you know, all the score felt like it was done with a kazoo. Yeah. Uh, you know, jazzed up a little bit on the computer. And with as little music as we got, when we did it was... It was like recognizable and identifiable, but it, it wasn't that important to the show. Yeah. So it just felt like a quiet show to me that moved really slow. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember that. Definitely. Yeah. No, that makes sense because they're making, I mean, they're they're honing in on one tiny, like the, the premise of a child wanting to be a dog by yeah. eating, you know, by eating dog food. Yeah. 
Like, that's it's crazy that you would have an episode on it. So, yeah, it makes sense that it would be slow. But, you know, exploring things through the kids' eyes, that that would be, you know, a small, wor- you know, a small topic, but just such a big world for that. I can see why they decided to break it up. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. what other decisions went into that, obviously, because oh, I don't do any research. But I could see why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was probably to the show's benefit to shrink those down to 11-minute bits. I because agree. Because 22 minutes of it, there was a certain point in time where it, where it felt to me like, wow, this is, for a, such a short episode, this is going on for a long time. Okay. Did you get that feeling at all? Or yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was about to write something on my quote card, and I'm like, hmm, th- this has to have like maybe a minute left on it. Let's save ourselves a blue card, and I'll write it on my green card. <laughs> <laughs> um, so plot, though, uh, for the show to, no, we already did that part. Did we do that part? We did it, but I don't know that we gave... Did we give it a clear Yeah, pass? I thought it was pretty clear, clear what was going on. Clear pass for me. Cool. Um, Before we move on to the next thing, I did just kind of read up. I came across the part of cow and chicken. The other part. Oh, great. It's I am weasel. Do you remember that one at all? No. I am baboon. I am weasel. Uh, it no. It was like, you get to see the baboon's butt, and that was like why we remembered it. It was like a really ridiculous looking cartoon, and it's funny because that was the side of it I liked. I liked the baboon and weasel. Cow and chicken was pretty meh. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's funny that I remembered cow and chicken, but not baboon and weasel. I remember, uh, yeah, if I saw them other places, I remember the baboon. Uh, I remember the baboon. I remember <laughs> the butt. Because <laughs> it's gross. No. Gross little. Looks like a rat when you see a rat walking around and you go, oh, that's his testicles that he's just dragging behind him. Uh, if there was ever a chance of this being a kid's episode, nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, okay, well, on to our hook. It's cute. It's fun. It's happy. The storyline wraps itself up Yeah. Pretty in a pretty short amount of time. And then sure. we're back to sort of a perfect world where everybody's happy and loves each other. Absolutely. And uh, if you're... Uh, you know, if you enjoy happiness or good, warm feelings in your heart, I feel like you might like the show. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I like all those things. I do too. I um, This is definitely one of those where I was watching it and I'm like, I see there's a lot to love here. Um, you know, even as an adult, um, which was the most surprising part, of course. Um, if I were to have kids, this is the show I'd put on. Absolutely. I think without kids, it's probably one I'm not going to go binge. Like, (laughs) I draw a line somewhere. My Nickelodeon is, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender. So (laughs) I feel like that's more age appropriate for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just barely a step up. But yeah, Um, it's good. But yeah, I would say um, it's not going to be a binge worthy thing for me. If you have kids, I imagine this is the show for you, though. Uh, Yeah, obviously, for the show setting out to do what it is intending to do, this was... The sitcom for not sitcom. I'm sorry. The kids show for years. Oh yeah, we had like giant stuffed animals of Chucky. Yeah, before before SpongeBob was the highest rated kids show that went on for years and years and years. Oh, that's a good point. It was Rugrats. There was a ton of uh, yeah toys and mm-hmm. and pop culture stuff. Reptar. Oh, yeah. uh, I remember my cousin Tyler had a video game, and my favorite part was that episode, big sci-fi kid that I am, is the nightmare where Angelica is abducted by aliens. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. That sounds cute. Yeah, and there's a, a part in the game where you get to run around the spaceship as Angelica trying to get out of the spaceship. 
Um, so it was, and I re- we all had, you know, like dolls. I had Chucky. I was kind yeah. of a Chucky. Um, Tyler, my cousin Tyler was, was kind of a, um, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we, you know, we all just had our favorites and it was, it was a show that was kind of important to all of us. Oh yeah. Uh, because it was the kid show and then the movie came out and then they made a couple of movies and it went on for years after you were watching it. And then, and then they did all grown up. Yeah. Uh, where they were teenagers and even as teenagers then that were that at that point I think we were uh, we too were old older for it. than yeah, we were too old for it. Um but you know enough kids have been watching it over the years that there was still an audience for it. Absolutely. And then and then you wanted to go take a look at that and see cuz it was novelty. Yeah, absolutely. So it was it was a big deal. So you know in a way we've already been to this show. You <laughs> not so much you for the limitations obviously. It's been yeah. funny. I was telling somebody about our podcast yesterday. And yeah. Isn't it funny how between the two of us, you were the one who really wasn't allowed to watch TV. <laughs> I'm a rebel in my <laughs> adult years. <laughs> it's like, well, it was probably some well-intended parenting that didn't super work out now that you're a total TV junkie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I overcorrected. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> uh, but no, I feel like I've already binged this show. And no, would I today? Of course not. You know, was I hooked saying, let's let the other one roll on? No, no. I, I mean, would I have been happy to see some? I would have been happy to see something familiar because the show did leave a good impression. Absolutely, it was impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun to go back and review here and remember that living room and yeah. remember those characters and remember how they interact. Remember those voice, hear those voices again. So you know, the new one will come out if it's on. I, either they're putting it on Nickelodeon or Paramount Plus. I assume yeah. it'll be on both i would assume yeah i assume they're making it more so for paramount plus but i don't know i don't know what the state of things is on nickelodeon yeah um but you know i'll probably take a look at that when it first comes on just out of interest yeah and then that'll be all i do with it but (laughs) but yeah it's good there's a reason that this is a classic kids cartoon i agree definitely all right so that's a pass cool well do you want to decide what we're doing next week let's do it do you have any immediate thoughts? Because I have an idea if you don't have one. I don't. Go ahead. Okay. I was thinking Dharma and Greg. It's come up multiple times. It's a nice short little guy available on Hulu right now. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Plus, we are we are in the camp of people that I think this is going to start catching on mm-hmm. who believe that it is we are past due for a Dharma and Greg Reboot. Reboot. Absolutely. I'm so excited for the idea of one. Like, I, I know that there's nothing in the works for, like, I haven't done research, so let's. let's but why like not? Yeah. Why is there nothing in the works? That's once. That's something I've been saying a lot lately, for sure. It was just so good, and I just feel like there's so much they can do revisiting that idea and today. Jenna Elfman is still adorable. Still adorable. I mean, that's capitalize on it. Something tells me she will always have been adorable. Mm-hmm. That at the end of her life, we will look back upon her career, and everybody will say, "Damn, she was adorable to the day she died." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what uh, Greg is doing. I know he spent quite a few years on what criminal minds. Sure. And now he's not anymore. Sure. <laughs> I haven't watched Criminal Minds. Sorry. I don't do procedurals. <laughs> he has two procedural. Um, but uh, you know, he was on that show making a sourpuss face for like ten years. Oh, so, okay. Like, let's put him back in the swing of things with Dharma. Yeah. Shake up his life again, just mm-hmm. a little bit. Awesome. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week then. Um, we can be found at pilotsthepodcast at gmail.com. We're also available on Twitter at pilotsthepod. We're available at Facebook, pilotsthepodcast, as well as Instagram. Same handle. 
Pilots the podcast. Pilots the podcast. I know we don't have to like week out and do pilots the pod like stupid Twitter. Yeah. So since I'm a man. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dying to know where you're going with that. I don't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't. So guys, I'm gonna be really bad at it. We're gonna we're gonna stumble through this together. I'm sorry. I'm old. Apparently, like Twitter was kind of weird for me. Twitter I, is garbage. That's I, just where the greats go to die. Twitter is garbage. Twitter acts like they're so powerful because people in the media are on Twitter. Twitter's garbage. Nobody cares about it. Um, Instagram, everybody's so crazy about this. I was off of Facebook for like six years, seven years. I was off for a while, and Instagram had come out in that time. I thought it was Pinterest. I thought it was the same thing. I was pretty sure only girls were on there with filtered pictures and, uh, you know, That's how I feel about girls Instagram, shaking yeah. their ass at the camera. And uh, and I thought, okay, well, obviously I wouldn't be on there. Then I figured out everybody was on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, we're just late to the show. Yeah, and then I was by the time I was there, I was like, look, I that's a pound sign, not a hashtag. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, but I don't want anything to do with it because I had already missed the the sort of cultural part mm-hmm. where there was a way. You know how when your parents get to Facebook late and they misunderstand how to use it and embarrass you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My cousin once sent me a. Uh, uh, meme an early meme with the dosekis guy mm-hmm. and it says i don't always have a hilarious post for facebook but when i do it's ruined by an older relative <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yep. my aunt debbie <laughs> yeah so you know if you want the best response on social media i'm a facebook gal you know classics Otherwise, though, pilotsthepodcast.com on our contact us page or just pilotsthepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I answer those pretty readily, man. I even leave the notifications for them on. That's all I'm saying. Please join the conversation and start sending us some mail, some emails, emailses, pilotspodcast at gmail.com. Join the conversation, write us some hate mail, um, send us some tasteful nudes. What have you? <laughs> I don't manage the email. <laughs> I said tasteful. <laughs> and I said no. <laughs> thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> That'll be a pass for our don't moderator. Don't insult our audience like that. Thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, see you next week. I'm Riker. And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilots. Pilots.